Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The volume. What's up, guys? It's Jason from Hoops Tonight, presented by FanDuel. Football season is here, and there is no better place to get in on the action than with FanDuel. It's my favorite sports gambling app out there. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. They have exclusive offers, tons of ways to play like spread and money line, over-unders, team totals, same game parlays where you can combine multiple bets from the same game. My favorite feature is that cash-out feature. So if you already feel pretty good about your bet and you're in good shape but you don't want to lose whatever it is based on some stupid thing with garbage time at the end, you can cash out your winnings before the end of the game. Use promo code Jason T and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more this football season. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Louisiana, permitted parishes only, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369 in New York. In Tennessee Redline, Dial 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. (laughs) 
All right, welcome to Hoops Tonight, presented by FanDuel here at The Volume. Happy Wednesday, everybody. I hope all of you guys have had a great week so far. Continuing with our power rankings today with number three, the Milwaukee Bucks, the team that has the best player in the world, in my opinion, and Giannis Antetokounmpo, and the champions from 2021 that were taken down by injuries last year. Very dangerous basketball team that's very interesting, and we're going to get into the weeds with them today. You guys know the drill. Before we get started, subscribe to the Volumes YouTube channel so you don't miss any more of our videos. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JasonLT so you guys don't miss any show announcements. And last but not least, if for whatever reason you guys can't get back over to YouTube to finish one of these videos, we do put them in podcast form wherever you get your podcasts under hoops tonight. And lastly, before we get started, I wanted to shout out our partner again, a product that I've been using every single day for the last couple of months, and that's AG1 by Athletic Greens. Like so many of you guys, I have an incredibly mentally and physically exhausting day just with what I do for a living with the volume, obviously with what I do training and coaching kids with basketball, and then obviously I train and play basketball almost every day of my life as well. And it's just incredibly important for me to have my wits about me and to be focused and then also to have consistent energy levels. And it has been a real tangible feeling, a change in that energy and in that focus for me over the course of the last few months. It's made me significantly more productive. It's made it so much easier for me to do these shows. It just all in all has changed my life for the better. That's why I'm so excited that they're one of our partners. I was excited that when they originally reached out and I'm excited for you guys to try this product. This is the best option for optimal nutrition out there. You take one scoop of AG1 and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs of AG1. The, the travel packs are these little packets. are easy just to throw in your bag. I use them every time I go on vacation. They're perfect. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Jason T. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash Jason T to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Again, this has actually worked wonders for me. So I'm, I'm glad that they're partnered with us. I'm glad I get to tell you guys about it. I have my DMs and my messages open all the time. I want you guys to tell me about your experience with it to see if it's been working for you as well as it's worked for me. All right. On that note, let's move on to the Milwaukee Bucks. So <clears throat> last year, they went 15 and one, excuse me, 51 and 31. They lost in the second round in seven games to the Boston Celtics without Chris Middleton, obviously. And that was one hell of a barn burner of a series. They actually went up 3-2 at one point, winning a huge game on the road in game five in Boston. In the regular season, they were third in offense, 14th in defense. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, Brooke Lopez only played in 13 regular season games. That's the big thing that most Bucks fans point to as it pertains to their defense. I do think it goes a little deeper than that. There's too much talent on that roster to not be able to get more stops even without Brooke Lopez, uh, but that certainly played a little bit of a role. Giannis was my MVP last year. I would have given it to him over Nikola Jokic. I thought he was a better all-around basketball player last year. I think there's just fatigue with Giannis, and there's just a lot of hype behind Jokic. I like Jokic. I believe in everything he does, but 
the movement with him is getting a little bit out of control. The same goes for Joel Embiid. Those guys are very good. There are better players. I thought Giannis played better last year too. He would have been my MVP if I had a vote. Um, I also thought that the Eastern Conference was a lot tougher than the Western Conference last year. And too often we cling to records and we'll say like, oh, like, you know, Jokic managed to, you know, pull off almost 50 wins with that group or whatever it is. And too often we forget that like the day in, day out schedule when you play, you know, uh, the vast majority of your games against your own conference, it's just easier to put up better advanced metrics. It's easier to put up wins than when the conference is tougher. It actually reminds me a lot of LeBron in 2020. I thought, you know, the Bucks finished a couple games ahead of them in the standings and everyone clung to that and everyone clung to the advanced metrics. But in that season, the bottom of the Eastern Conference was absolute trash. And you were just stacking up wins and the Bucks were like nearly undefeated against those teams and beat them all by a million points every time. And it just inflated the heck out of their advanced metrics. And it, it, it inflated Giannis's MVP case that year. And I actually thought LeBron deserved it in 2020. It's kind of a similar thing for me with Giannis this year. I thought Giannis did more in a tougher conference, missing his backline uh, partner in, in, in Brooke Lopez and put together a really damn good season. I would have had him as the MVP. I think he's the best player in the world right now as well. His performance in that uh, in that uh, Boston Celtics series was ridiculous. It was inefficient by his standards, but so was everyone when they faced Boston except for Steph Curry. And with Steph Curry, they ran a coverage that Steph's elite skill specifically targeted. And so it was – and don't get me wrong, I'm doing this whole thing because uh, obviously, as you guys can guess, number two and number one are two teams that played in the NBA Finals last year, the Celtics and the Warriors – not in that order, in some order. I'm not going to reveal it right now. But in that series, I for these two videos coming up in the next two days, I'm completely rewatching the 2022 NBA Finals just to learn a lot more about what those teams did schematically and just to rehash that series for this, uh, over the course of these next two videos. And I cannot tell you how much Ime Udoka got outcoached in that series. It's difficult for me to even... Uh, explain to you at this point. I'm still trying to put all of that together, but like it, it was jarring the gap in in schematic competency between Steve Kerr and and Ime Udoka, and it was a huge part of why Boston lost that series, and it's a huge part of why Steph was so good in that series compared to some of the other stars around the league and how they played against that Boston Celtics defense. That's a credit to Steph for the record. That's not a shot at Steph, but I don't blame Giannis for his inefficiency. KD had inefficiency issues. Um, literally, every, Jimmy Butler had three games in a row where he had like 14 points or less in the conference finals. Every star stu struggled a bit against that Celtics defense. But Giannis was extraordinarily impressive in that series on both ends of the floor. He flashed levels of high-end playmaking that I didn't think he was capable of. As I've always said, Giannis and his ability to pass the basketball was always what mattered the most to me in his development, way more than shot making, <clears throat> because the reality is, is you can't stop him from getting to the rim. The only way you can stop him from getting to the rim is by crowding him, and it's actually easier for him to beat that by passing the basketball than it is by him shooting over the top, especially with how far he still has to come as a shot maker. Outside of the paint, he's still incredibly inconsistent, and that and he is a very long way to go in that department. But if he passes the basketball this well, it just doesn't even matter. But what you saw in that series 
is that he's physically completely impossible to stop at this point. And uh, even when you saw Grant Williams and Al Horford have some success against him early in the series, by the end of the series, he was going through them like tissue paper too, even in big moments. And so uh, that, that Celtic series, even in a losing effort, solidified Giannis to me as the best player in the world right now. Um, I, again, we talked about this yesterday in the Warriors media day thing. I think for bragging rights purposes, it's cool to call Steph the best player in the world, but I think even Warriors fans would acknowledge that what Giannis can do on both ends of the floor right now is just at another level, uh, than really anybody else in the league. This off season, they made two first round, uh, first round draft pick and a second round draft pick. Not going to talk about them today. One, I don't think they're going to play much in the rotation. Two, I don't know a ton about them, and I'm not a big believer in coming on here and just talking when I don't know what I'm talking about. So I'm going to reserve my opinions on those two guys until I watch them play more NBA basketball. They re-signed Bobby Portis, Wesley Matthews, Serge Ibaka, and Javon Carter. They signed Joe Ingles, who I actually really liked as long as he can get his health back. He does really well defending big wings because he's got good. Uh, he's got a good frame. He slides his feet well, and he's really good at anticipating changes in direction. He's a very smart defensive player. He does struggle to contain quicker players, but in the in this scheme with how much size they have on the back line, it's a little less important. He's a very good spot up player, which is important because that's the very specific weakness in this Bucks roster right now. He shoots the ball really well, and he attacks closeouts well, especially as a passer. So I thought it was a really smart pick up from Milwaukee and I think it's going to make them better they did lose Dante DiVincenzo to the Warriors uh, but he was hurt last year he uh, they're essentially running things back though they won a chip essentially with this group in 2021 and they nearly beat the Celtics without their second best player there was no reason for them to do any sort of massive shakeup. <clears throat> looking at the depth chart at the guard position Drew Holiday George Hill Javon Carter on the wings, they have Giannis Antetokounmpo, Chris Middleton, Grayson Allen, Joe Ingles, Pat Connaughton, and Wesley Matthews. In the bigs, Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis, Serge Ibaka, and then Giannis, in all, for all intents and purposes, is a big as well. Uh, you guys know the drill. The way we're going to do this is we're going to dive into what they do on the offensive end of the floor, dive into what they do on the defensive end of the floor. Then we'll talk about what their best-case scenario is, their worst-case scenario, and their biggest X factor. So... On offense, I wanted to start with their transition attack because, you know, typically it's an ancillary thing for most teams. Most teams in the league run when it's convenient. They see an opportunity. They'll push the ball up the floor. Um, In general, the pace of the game kind of takes that feel uh, around the league for all 30 teams. But this is a team that consistently pushes the break. This is a team that struggles to score in the half court because they don't have great creation, especially in a situation like what happened last year when Chris Middleton goes down. They, you know, Drew Holiday can be somewhat inconsistent as a scorer. Giannis is better in transition and better in the right, like he struggles a little bit when things are really crowded in front of him in the half court. And Chris Middleton can be inconsistent from time to time. So pushing in transition is just smart for this team. They were third in frequency last year and excuse me, they scored 1.14 points per possession on transition plays. Uh, this is mostly Giannis pushing the break. When Giannis gets ahead of steam in transition, teams have to build a wall. And when they do, it opens up shooting opportunities. And then in addition to that, it creates an initial advantage that allows them to flow into their motion offense. So uh, before we go any further on that concept, I thought it was really interesting. Darvin Ham, um, in his first day at training camp, this was going around on social media yesterday. He drew some boxes on the court 
or had the staff tape some boxes on the court. Two in the deep corners, and then one that extended basically the dunker spot underneath the basket. And apparently Darvin Ham's reasoning there, and this is something apparently he picked up from Mike Budenholzer, and there are some other coaches that do it around the league, but essentially they want to dissuade or take away from teams' ability to build the wall. And the best way to do that is to sprint to the corners so that you have spray out options or to force transition defenders to take out uh, to take off to the to the corners. And then in the dunker spot, obviously, if you run into the wall, that's a guy you can drop the ball off to. And essentially, he's preaching, if we sprint to these three spots on every transition possession, it makes them impossible. It makes it impossible for them to build the wall. And that opens up LeBron James in transition. That was Darvin Ham's reasoning. And that's kind of essentially the concept of, of, uh, of what uh, Milwaukee tries to do to beat the wall. They push the ball in transition, and they look for those kickout passes to three-point shooters. And again, this is a team that does well when there is an advantage, but from time to time they can struggle to generate an advantage. One of the easiest ways to do that is just to have Giannis barrel down the floor. Even if they do stop you, you typically someone's going to have a kickout pass with a little bit of an advantage, and as long as they can attack that closeout and extend the advantage and start that rotation process where the ball's being driven and kicked around the floor, that's where you can get good shots early in the shot clock. Their primary motion offense, they run a lot of sets. They run stuff out of horns. They uh, run stuff uh, with one one guy in the high post and uh, four corners. It's a lot of uh, a lot of like cross screening Lopez and Giannis to try to get different screen defenders onto Giannis so that he can set ball screens and things like that. They do some Giannis Middleton stuff. Their general motion offense is pistol, and the the foundational concept of pistol is basically a dribble handoff that flows into a ball screen, and that interchange makes it difficult to guard the pick and roll. So, you know, my last year in college when I played at Arizona Christian, we were a pick and roll offense. And that conference that I was in had all sorts of amazing guards, like all-American, incredible guards. The guard play in that conference was ridiculous. And so most teams ran a ton of pick and roll. And so the vast majority of our practices, like a, a good 40 minutes a day, we would literally just set up and run pick and roll coverages trying to guard two on two so that we could learn the different spots on the floor what our pick and roll coverages would be. And <clears throat> I obviously, for the most part, was defending on the ball and when you're on the ball defending in ball screens, it's so important to get set up. So, for instance, if we're on the side of the floor and we're running ice, an ice coverage dictates that I have to force the ball handler to reject the screen. So, if the ball handler is on the wing and the big's coming to set a screen, that he wants to come off that ball screen towards the middle of the floor, right? So, I literally will get up and take away his left hand to force him back towards the right. And then my big man is waiting for him, essentially in a drop coverage around the block. There are different ways to attack that pull-up jump shooting from the guard position always helps. And then it's a pick and pop is always the best way to attack it as the screener. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you feeling stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started to see a little more of your scalp? Are you unhappy with your hairline? 
When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play, and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted, whole-body approach. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement, with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, and faster-growing hair with less shedding. Physician-formulated with drug-free ingredients, Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting key root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole-body health. Take their hair wellness quiz at Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. With Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription, or doctor's visits required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure you'll never miss a day and you'll see results in three to six months. Take the first step to visibly thicker and healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription. And free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code Hoops, that's H-O-O-P-S. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code Hoops, H-O-O-P-S. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code Hoops. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Uh, but my point is, is as the ball defender, I have to get pre-positioned to send the guy the way I want him to go, right? In a typical a drop coverage, I have to prepare myself to fight, fight over the top of the screen. So I'm hugging up to the ball handler. I'm getting my steps right to take these lunging steps to get around. I'm getting low and set so that I can initiate contact with the screener so I don't get caught on it, right? There's all these different things I got to do. Well, there's an interchange before the interchange that takes away my ability to get set. So if I'm guarding Drew Holiday or, uh, and I'm in the corner and Chris Middleton has the ball at the top of the key and he does a dribble handoff into Drew, by the time Drew has the basketball, I'm already out of position and he's flowing into a ball screen with Giannis. And so because of that, it takes away teams' ability to set up their pick and roll coverage. It's a basic interchange and that concept is the foundational concept of the pistol offense. A dribble handoff that flows into a ball screen, and they run a ton of this down in Milwaukee. <clears throat> they also run uh, a lot of what I call double pick and roll. This is essentially where uh, this used to be run all the time in the NBA when we used to have two bigs consistently, not as much anymore. It's also really heavily used at the lower levels of hoops, like in high school and in college, um, because a lot of teams lean on size there just because the ball handling is not as good at the lower levels. But basically, all that is, is you have Brooke Lopez and Giannis set simultaneous ball screens spaced out by maybe five feet. And as Drew comes down, one of the big men will roll to the basket and the other will replace to the top of the key. A lot of teams will mix that up to try to confuse you. For Milwaukee, it's a lot of Giannis rolling to the rim and Lopez bouncing out because he's a little bit more consistent as a three-point shooter. But essentially, it's designed to confuse you. And the vast majority of teams, both of their screen defenders will end up dropping back. and Or one of them will have to help on the ball handler and the other will drop back. So almost always, 
the big man is wide open at the top of the key. And if he's got a good look, he can shoot it. If the defender's closing out at him, he can swing it, or that can flow into a dribble handoff. It's a basic way to get the ball to the top of the key wide open that can flow into your next action. One of the other uh, one of the other most common ways that Jan, uh, that the Bucks initiate their offense is transition post ups. So <clears throat> all three of Chris, Drew, and Giannis are good back to the basket players in different ways. Like Drew can bully most of the smaller guards in the league. Chris Middleton, his specialty is literally to shoot over the top of defenders that are smaller than him. And then Giannis obviously is just a freak of nature physically. So a lot of times what they'll do is when they get a stop, whoever has that ball will just run up the floor and turn their back to the basket at about the three-point line and back down to the block. And then inevitably what ends up happening is the defense kind of collapses on them and that's how they get their initial advantage to start their drive and kick. Almost every team in the league has a foundational concept to generate the initial advantage. From there, it's about playing basketball. And playing basketball means extending the advantage until somebody gets a wide open three or somebody cuts to the basket, gets a wide open layup, or someone is able to drive to the basket. That initial action, though, is done a bunch of different ways. Some teams like the Brooklyn Nets do it through a ton of high pick and roll. Some teams like the, the Los Angeles Lakers and the Milwaukee Bucks do it through a ton of post-ups. Some teams like the Miami Heat and the Golden State Warriors do it through a ton of sets. But the point is, is all of it is designed to generate that initial advantage so that everyone else can work on extending the advantage and get a good look out of it. For the Bucks, one of their most common ways to do that is their transition post-ups. Um... Isolation. So they were the fourth most frequent isolation team in the league, seventh most efficient. They have three walking mismatches. Like we talked about earlier, Drew Holiday's too big for most guards. Chris specializes in shooting over the top of smaller defenders. And Giannis is probably the biggest mismatch in all of basketball. When I was watching the footage from the Celtics Bucks series earlier when we were doing um, uh, the player rankings and I was covering Giannis, the one of the funniest things in that series was how when... Giannis managed to get Tatum or Brown on a switch. He literally ripped through them like tissue paper. And these are the best perimeter defenders in the league. Some of the best perimeter defenders in all of basketball on the wing. And a specific archetype of perimeter defender that is considered by most GMs to be the most valuable defensive position in all of basketball. And he was ripping through them like tissue paper. He's too fast for bigs. So really, the only type of player that has any hope of guarding a Giannis is the super strong, bulky, low center of gravity forwards. And that's why you saw guys like Grant Williams do okay. Al Horford did okay, too. He's kind of a unique uh, archetype. If I was building a defender in a lab to guard Giannis, it would be a LeBron James or a Draymond Green. Someone who's undersized to play the big, but is as big and strong as most of the bigs in the league. I think it would be awesome for the league if we got a Bucks warriors finals this year, and it would be an incredible matchup to watch Draymond Green try to guard Giannis for an entire series. As basketball fans, we should all be wishing for something like that at some point in the future, because I think it'd be really fun to watch. <clears throat> Isolation teams that rely on shot making can be really inconsistent. So when you hear fourth most ISOs, there's an initial kind of recoil where you're like, oh, that sounds stagnant. It sounds like they don't move the ball much. That sounds silly, right? But their isolation is different. It relies on bully ball. It's a lot of physical 
uh, trying to uh, like for enforce your physicality on the opponent rather than the Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving were taking crazy off the dribble jump shots. Like in isolation teams that rely on shot making can be inconsistent. Isolation teams that rely on bully ball can make you feel utterly helpless. And that's kind of like the Bucks Lakers dynamic where it's like, Sometimes the offense can look uh, stagnant. Sometimes it can look like things are crowded in the paint and then there's not enough movement. But then it's like a lot of LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Drew Holiday, and Chris Middleton just bullying you to get whatever they want. And that's why it works. All three of those guys give you about one point per possession in ISO, which is above average. That's why they are successful as an isolation team. <clears throat> They were 8th in pick-and-roll ball handler efficiency, 7th in roll man efficiency, so they're a good pick-and-roll team. Part of that is like I was talking about the pistol sets, running interchanges before they flow into pick-and-roll to make it hard for them to guard. That's something I'd love to see the Lakers do more of because too often they're just too brute force and there's not enough, uh, there's not enough motion flowing into what they like to do. Uh, Giannis, Chris, and Drew are all in the 70th percentile or better as pick-and-roll ball handlers. Giannis was 7th in pick-and-roll efficiency as a roll man among those who registered at least 100 roll possessions. Big thing that stood out to me on tape this year was just how well he's passing out of the short roll. Obviously, Giannis catches the ball in the short roll. He's getting dunks and fouls all the time, but he's also passing really well out of that roll right now. They ran the third most post-ups in the entire NBA, Giannis was really efficient here, Drew and Chris less so, but the big thing here is less them scoring out of the post for Drew and Chris and more them just initiating the offense, like I talked about, to start possessions to get that initial rotation, that initial advantage that they can expand. Um, spotting up. They were ninth in efficiency in spot-up possessions during the regular season, but I thought this was a big part of what got them beat in the Celtics series. They... Boston, by the end of the series, when they realized they couldn't stop him in single coverage, were sending the kitchen sink towards Giannis. You know, it'd be Grant Williams on him, but you'd have two guys in both driving lanes just waiting for him to put the ball on the floor. And the Bucs were just incapable of capitalizing on that attention sent towards Giannis. In that series, the Bucs were 33% on catch-and-shoot threes, 36% on wide-open threes. That's when the defender's at least six feet away. That's just not good enough to win a playoff series when you've got a superstar that teams are going to be throwing the kitchen sink at. A couple things are going to help a lot here. One, Joe, uh, Joe Ingles getting into the rotation. I just think he's a much better spot-up player than most of the guys they have on the roster. And then two, Chris Middleton. Like, Obviously, we think of Chris Middleton as this excellent shot creator, a guy that fills Giannis's specific weakness as a guy who can knock down shots over the top of the defense, but it's also an off-ball thing. It's also when Giannis has the ball – Chris Middleton is just a deadly spot-up player. So by putting Chris Middleton back into a spot-up role, uh, back in there to help with spot-up possessions, and by having Joe Ingles as a better option if Grayson Allen or Pat Connaughton are just not playing well on any particular night, uh, I just think it get, I think it just increases their options there. So that's what got them beat last year, but I do think that that gets addressed when they're healthy in, um, and with the Joe Ingles signing. Chris Middleton's loss in the playoffs, him getting hurt, took away just enough of that spot-up threat and just enough of that on-ball creation and shot-making to allow Boston to swarm Giannis and fatigue him. That's why he looked so tired in Game 7, limit his efficiency, and the guys off the ball weren't able to make enough shots, and that's what cost in the series. But what's crazy is they still were right there, you know, with a chance to win late in Game 6, and they just happened to lose that series 
uh, you know, by a, a late flurry from Jason Tatum to win game six, and then they ran out of gas in game seven. When healthy, this is an offense that is built for the playoffs, that relies on bully ball with smart role players, and it allows them to capitalize on the attention that's sent towards Giannis. It will not be nearly as easy to knock them out this this year, and it wasn't easy last year. That's why they're such a dangerous team. Moving to the defensive end of the floor. So here's some metrics from last year first before we go any further. They were 14th in defensive rating, obviously not good, but they had a lot of good stats. They were third best overall in the league at defending the paint. They were the best transition defense in the league, according to cleaning the glass on a per-possession basis, and they were the second-best defensive rebounding team, and they were the best at not fouling. They led the league in free-throw attempts allowed per 100 possessions. So that's a lot of good stats that speak very highly of Mike Budenholzer and the attention to detail that this team has on the defensive end of the the floor. But they were dead last in defending the three-point line. They gave up more than 20 wide-open threes per game, which was worst in the league, and they didn't force any turnovers. They were 27th in opponents' turnovers per 100 possessions. And the reason why here is this is a classic overhelp team. When you're watching film, and and I watched a bunch of film on them yesterday, they... On any possession that anybody has the basketball, the other four players almost always have a foot in the paint. They're By design, they're trying to dare you to shoot at the expense of making everything impossible in the painted area, which is why they were such a bad matchup for that Chicago Bulls team that looked utterly helpless against them. And in general, it's, it's, it's kind of an interesting playoff. Uh, it's kind of an interesting playoff uh, strategy because Role players do typically get nervous in the playoffs, and role player shooting is one of the first things that tends to go in the playoffs. And and so I, I get it from a strategy standpoint, but the risk there is that what if they make shots? And what ended up happening in game six and game seven of the uh, conference semifinals against Boston is Boston shot 40% from three and made 39 threes in game six and game seven, and you lost. So as a strategy, it can burn you, and it did in this particular case. But then again, if I'm Mike Budenholzer, I'm saying, okay, yeah, that's all great. But if I have Chris Middleton, we're probably winning that series in five or six games. Um, I think the other thing, too, that kind of hurts them at guarding the three-point line is they're a little bit slow-footed in general. Um, sometimes they have these lineups with like Drew Holiday and Wesley Matthews, who even though you know Drew's a great athlete, they're shorter. And so their strides are shorter, and so they don't cover ground as quickly and then obviously you've got Brook Lopez, who's a little bit lumbering. So if you get Brooklyn or if you get Milwaukee in rotation, they can be a little bit slow to close out um, to shooters as well. This is a vintage defense. They play gigantic lineups with tons of size and strength. They do the least switching of any team I've seen on this list so far. Most of the teams are switching one through four and then just running drop coverages from the center position. Some of the more modern thinking teams are switching everything. You watch the Milwaukee Bucks game, and it's Drew Holiday fighting through off-ball screens. It's Chris Middleton fighting through off-ball screens. They will switch when they need to, but there's a whole lot of just we're playing old-fashioned basketball. Stick your man, and we're not going to we're not going to make things easier on you by switching. You've got your responsibility, and you stay with that guy. They run drop coverage with crazy help from the weak side corner. Uh, the, the, they love to set it up where you know Brook is navigating the ball screen as the screen defender, and then Giannis is just abandoning you know whether it's Patrick Williams in the in the Bulls series or whoever the hell it is Robert Williams or whoever the hell it is he's guarding in the Celtics series, he'll just abandon that guy 
as soon as the screen action starts and he's waiting under the basket. It's a very, very vintage defense. They're super physical on the perimeter. Wesley Matthews, Pat Connaughton, and Drew Holiday are both are all all three of them are stout guards that play defense with their hands, and that's allowed in the playoffs. It's a great way to contain on the perimeter, and they rebound super well because they're huge, and they completely shut down the paint at the other expense of letting you shoot threes and hoping you'll miss. But it's it's a very vintage defense, and you know we can nitpick it all we want, and God knows I've done a lot of that over the course of the last six months, but. The results are there. They were right there anyway, even without Chris Middleton. And they won the title the year before. So what's the best case scenario with this team? Obviously, they win the title. When healthy, they haven't lost a playoff series since the bubble. Giannis is the best player in the world and will likely be the best player in any potential playoff series that he plays. That actually ends up playing a bigger role than most people think. And then even for teams like the Celtics, Warriors, and Clippers, even if you manage to beat this Bucks team, they're going down in six or seven games. This is not a team that anybody's going to knock out in four or five. They are too physical. They are too big. They are too talented. They are going to be a royal pain in the ass for everybody. I think they're the third most likely team to win the title. Worst case scenario, even if they lose a star, they're still going to make it to the second round at least as we saw. Um, except for Giannis, if he goes down, but I mean, he, that dude's invincible. I literally watched his knee invert in the 2021 conference finals and he was just ready to go and killed everybody in the, in the NBA finals. So, I mean, one of the, it feels like the safest bet in sports that Milwaukee's going to make it to the second round come hell or high water next year. So they have a pretty decent, uh, they have a pretty good worst case scenario. Biggest X factor for this team, I think is Joe Ingles. He was a really solid role player before this injury. Um, is competent like his competent spot up play specifically addresses a weakness on this roster, and so I, I like the fit there. He also gives them more aggregate size. They, they play a lot of undersized wings, guys like Wes Matthews, guys like uh, Pat Connaughton, guys like uh, Grayson Allen. Sliding in someone that's a little bit taller there will uh, will kind of open things up for them. Um, in terms of aggregate size, especially when Giannis plays center. And uh, Budenholzer leans really heavily into Brook Lopez at center. If you looked at the on-off numbers from the Celtics series, they were much, much better with Giannis at center in that series. He just refused to go to it. But again, that's his vintage approach to the game. But if they ever do start to go to Giannis at the center more, Ingles gives them more aggregate size to be able to functionally run those lineups. The, bo- the bottom line is, is if he can get back to what he was, or even close and take away some of the weaker minutes that they were given to guys like Grayson Allen, it fills a hole in the roster and it makes him better. And so I think I think he's the biggest X factor for this particular team if he can get back to what he was in his prime years in Utah. All right, guys, that is all I have for today. Starting tomorrow, we're going through number two and number one, and I'm going to be covering a ton of the NBA Finals this last year. I'm re-watching. That's my job for the rest of the day. I'm going to keep re-watching the uh, 2022 NBA Finals. As always, I sincerely appreciate your guys' support, and I'll see you tomorrow.
Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 